Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as in about 15 minutes we're going to be joined by Adam Rosenberg. He does a great job as an analyst over there at the Betters Collective, and we're going to be joined by Albert Wynn. He is known as the analytics capper himself. We're going to be talking a little bit about just what to take a look at in terms of getting gambling information, what to follow in terms of social media, perhaps things that are very much worth taking into account in terms of your handicapping, things that maybe you want to be staying a little bit away from as well. So a little bit more of just some of the basics and some how-tos and, well, what not to do's as well so we're going to be talking about that along with the big games that we're seeing this week in the nfl and college football so we've got that on tap in the final segment if you missed my dk nation pick i gave out in hour number two for the wednesday mob slate i'm going to be hitting upon that so if you missed it the first time we've got you covered there and hopefully by that time as well we're going to have more set numbers in terms of this la dodgers versus san diego padres game that is going to be happening for wednesday as well as it was going on in game we were starting to get some openers, but nothing really too hard on that game. So we shall see if we could get some more openers within the hour to give you guys a little bit more of a, shall we say, set line there. So we've got everything all locked and loaded, and we've got to get you guys locked and loaded for some basketball as well. The NBA season is going to be starting in a week. College basketball is 26 days a week. I am very hard on the college basketball betting guide. So let's give you guys another conference preview tonight as this is something you're probably not going to get on any other show on the network, which I always love to do. Try to honor some value. Take a look at not just some of these teams, but some of the betting angles that you want to be taking a look at for college basketball. As we've got 363 D1 teams to take a look at, so I am not kidding when I say my work never ends when it comes to gauging these college basketball teams because the offseason, it's a little bit over 200 days long. If I did one team every single day, I would be coming up about 150 teams short. So we take a look at all these all throughout the season. And today we're going to be going to Miley Cyrus's favorite conference. You're probably wondering, oh, what conference is that? And how cheesy is this going to be? We're having a, par- we're having a party in Conference USA. We're going to be going with this one because I do think that we're going to be getting two teams in from Conference USA as UAB and Western Kentucky are your top two teams in this conference. With UAB, they are coming off of winning a school record 27 games last season. I know that they were just 
given a bad matchup in general in the NCAA tournament last season going up against Houston. But let me tell you, Andy Kennedy, he has done an amazing job with this program. They won a school record 27 games, and they bring back one of the most explosive players in all of college basketball. Jordan Jellywalker, 20 and a half points, 4.9 assists, 1.5 steals per game on 39.6% three-point shooting. This was one of the few teams in all of college basketball as well that they were ranked in the top 25 in all of college basketball in terms of points scored and points allowed on a per-possession basis. Very well-rounded team. And this team, they do a good job of being able to get takeaways. 15th in the country in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis on defense. You're able to rely upon that. And then even the guys that they don't generate as many turnovers, they're very solid down low as well when it comes to their defense. Trey Jemison, he is a 7-footer that last season was able to give the team 7.75 boards, 1.5 blocks per contest, began his career at Clemson. They've got all sorts of talent. And then on top of that, they bring in the Brewers as you've got Ty and Ladarius Brewer. They're coming in from East Tennessee State. Both of these guys have size versatility. They bring in Eric Gaines as well, who had nine points, nearly three assists, and two steals per contest while he was out in the SEC for LSU. They're bringing in high-level talent. This is a UAB budget. I would not be surprised if at some point during the season, they're ranked within the top 25. They're that good. And then you've got a lot of conflicting styles with Conference USA and anyone that handicaps college football knows this. If you don't handicap college football, well, it's going to be a little bit of a new look Conference USA as well. And what I think is going to be interesting to take a look at in terms of Conference USA is how some of the teams that they depart are actually going to be helping out this conference because a lot of the teams that are no longer going to be in Conference USA, they were a lot of your bottom-feeding teams. Marshall has been able to do a solid job year in and year out when it comes to college football, but in terms of college basketball, it can be a little bit more hit or miss. And as a matter of fact, if you're looking at the Sun Belt this season, I honestly do think that Marshall is a little bit of a bounce-back candidate, but they're out of the fold. Southern Miss, who... Once again, I think that they're going to be a little bit better this year. They're out of the fold in terms of Conference USA as well. So you do want to be noting things like this. Old Dominion, they leave the conference as well after they went an 8-10 and 10 within Conference USA play last season. And when it comes to this Conference USA just entirety as well, what I do think is going to be fascinating is how North Texas plays this season. Because with North Texas, they've got one of the most distinct styles in all of college basketball. They, ever since Grant McCaslin has taken over the program, have ranked in the bottom 20 in terms of total possessions per game every single year. They are going to be missing quite a few of their big bomber pieces from last year, and that is going to be hurting them because they got some very good production from someone like A. Thomas Bell, who was able to put up 12.5 points, 7 boards per contest. Mardez McBride is out of the fold after he put up 11 points per game, but what this team does a good job of, they completely cut you off from the three-point arc. If you're looking to just go bombs away from North Texas, well, good luck with that. They allowed the fewest main threes per contest of any team in all of college basketball last season. They just completely isolated opponents on the glass as well. They only had three, or they only had two guys that averaged more than 4.1 rebounds per contest, and yet they still were able to win the rebounding margin by nearly four and a half rebounds per game last season. And what I think is going to be intriguing about this team is that they bring back a guy by the name of Obu Usame. He was able to put up 10 points at 5.9 rebounds per contest as a starter, but 11.5 points, 6.5 boards per contest in the final 19 games. He was able to pick up a little bit of steam towards back half of the season. They do return one of their main guys from last season as well. They pretty much lose three out of their top five scores, but Tyler Perry, he was able to shoot about 41.5% from three-point range. No, not the other Tyler Perry. This one is spelled T-Y-L-O-R, so nobody that is engaged in Hollywood and when it comes to Hollywood, there's nothing Hollywood about scoring about like 60 points per contest and giving up about 55. It's not a sexy style, but North Texas, one of the best under teams in all of college basketball last season as well. And that is very intriguing when it comes to Conference USA because you've got a North Texas team that they perennially play very, very slow. Western Kentucky, a team that I've got number two in my projector or finish. I've got UAB at number one just because of the things I mentioned a little bit earlier. I think that they legitimately have a shot to be a top 25 team, but I've got teams that they play a little bit faster, like a Florida Atlantic typically does. Rice, we give our ode to Lane Kiffin, go Owls. They're a team that they really look to push the tempo. They're a team that they're not will- that they're very willing to play with their hair on fire. And then you've got a Western Kentucky team that, in my opinion, they play a little bit faster, but this is also a team that they play good defense, and this is something that you want to watch out for. Western Kentucky, one of the best teams out of conference over the last few years in college basketball. They win as like an 8-10 to 10 point underdog out of conference in like one game every single year. And 
I would not be surprised if some of those numbers, they dry up a little bit more because they bring back a lot of their talent from last season. And Davion McKnight, 16 points, 5.5 boards, 5.5 assists per contest. He was pretty much the only guy that put up those numbers last season on off college basketball. And on top of that, they are giants because they literally have the biggest guy in all of college basketball, the tallest gentleman in Javarian Sharp. He stands seven foot five, and he had last season in terms of a blocks per game basis, 4.6. He had more blocks all by himself than more than 200 Division I college basketball teams. That is absolutely ridiculous. He is figuratively and literally a giant in this entire conference. You also do a good job of bringing in a little bit late to the fold. Someone from someone from Boise State, he was committed to Memphis, and it's really going to be able to help out this team in Emmanuel Acott. He stands right around six foot eight. He was able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range, plays absolutely tenacious defense, and I do think that it is intriguing to take a look at this ordeal because while Acott is able to upgrade this team, he came in in very, very late August. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, they were actually looking to get in on a little bit of a different sweepstakes as well as you saw a lot of transfer portal movement when it came to late in the uh, just offseason in general. And you're finding this more and more in terms of college basketball because they were actually trying to go after the uh, SEC player of the year going into the preseason from a few seasons ago in Keontae Johnson. Johnson decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Kansas State. So then in return, Western Kentucky goes to a guy that was committed to Memphis and ACOP poaches him away. And what I do think is intriguing to take a look at with the Western Kentucky team in terms of this is how do they look at the beginning of the season? Because you've got more and more moving parts. And just traditionally in college basketball, when you've got a lot of guys that they join late, we saw this with Marcus Carr at Texas last season. Typically, they're a little bit behind the eight ball. And when you've got guys that are a little bit off in terms of chemistry, these are teams that typically they're able to build up steam towards the back half of the season. If you want to play a team like a Western Kentucky, you want to be playing them in November and December. You don't want to be playing this team in, say, February and March. Slick Rick Sansbury does a very solid job of being able to coach up this team. It's been a bunch that they've been able to win 20-plus games during the year every single year. They just need that little bit of a push to be able to get towards the top half of the conference. And a team that I do think that can take some strides and be able to finish in the top half of the conference themselves. If you're looking for a little bit of a sleeper, how about Florida Atlantic? Florida Atlantic has a guy that's able to put the ball in the basket by the name of Michael Forrest. Last season, they were ranking in the top 100 in terms of three-point shooting percentage, and he was the main guy that they were looking to for some scoring, right around 13.5 points per contest, along with Elijah Martin, who was able to shoot 40% from three. These two guys, and Forrest and Martin, they combined for... 13 and a half three-point attempts per contest. They combined to make over five threes per game. That is something build, big to build around. Now, they're not going to be able to match up quite down low with guys like a Trey Jemison. They're probably not going to be able to match up with Jamarian Sharp either, but someone like Vladislav Gouldin, he has seven foot one, comes over from, from Texas Tech. I do think that he's going to be able to take some strides forward. This is a team that I'd be taking a look at with a little bit of a sleeper's eye view, and you do want to be taking a look at the totals as well. Got a lot of Conference USA teams that they're looking to push the tempo. A lot of teams like North Texas, they're going to play very slow. Take a look at these matchup by matchup. I think that you're going to be able to find a lot of value on the totals, and you're always able to find a lot of value when it comes to just taking a look at some of the basics of sports betting, and we're going to be doing that next with our panel of guests as Albert Wynn. He is the analytics capper, and then we've also got Adam Rosenberg. He does a great job with the Betters Collective. They are going to be joining me next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry, the Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for cash and a grand prize trip to lovely Las Vegas with the Medellin Fight to the Top Series. Enter nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top of the leaderboard to claim your share of $5,000 in total weekly prizes and a grand prize trip to Las Vegas. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash NFL now to get in on the action. Modelo, the official beer for fans with a fighting spirit. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply See DraftKings.com for details. As per usual, please do drink responsibly as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. I feel like I've won the grand prize right here because we were talking about winning a prize to lovely Las Vegas. And look who we've got in studio. It is Albert Wynn, better known as the analytics capper. And then we've also got aboard Adam Rosenberg. He does a great job as an analyst over at the Betters Collective. And gentlemen, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you thanks so for having for us. Having yeah. Us. No, yeah. this is this is a pleasure. So I'm excited. We're gonna get into a lot of NFL today. So we'll see who who we like next weekend. Absolutely, we will see that as well. And something that else I know that you guys do a great job of is just utilizing social media, both for your bets and just knowing what to slash not to do. And Adam, I know that you're very much a specialist in this. I know that you do a lot of work just in regards to the PR side of things in terms of sports betting. Taking a look at a lot of these rising guys in terms of the industry as well. Take me through just what you've noticed in terms of how social media has been influencing betting and some of the good and, well, some of the bad that has come about it as well, because I'm sure that there's a large laundry list for both. Yeah, there is. I mean, look, I'll go over and off the good. He and I met through through gambling Twitter very early in the pandemic uh, when everybody, you know, had everyone was using Twitter as a microphone. Everyone was kind of doing their thing people um, were betting on kbo like uh, it was nobody's business you know that's and that is that is one way that i that albert and i met um and you know became irl friends as the expression is used look the the good thing about gambling twitter is that it has lowered the bar for people to create content and to kind of get involved in the industry which i think is a great thing i think everyone people shouldn't be afraid to try to cap things people shouldn't be afraid to have opinions the problem is is that <laughs> More opinions is always constant discourse, and Twitter is not exactly the type of place where people uh, welcome discourse. So what ends up happening is you get communities that, uh, you know, well, frankly, like the CLV gatekeeper community, and then the, hey, I, I picked this future before you community, and the, you can't bet that because you wear blue t-shirts community. Nah. It's, um, you know, everyone's got an opinion, and there's, it becomes a lot of noise, and I think that's what's really important is kind of identifying who, uh, who do you want to continue to engage with who do you want to have conversations with treat it like a room uh and it's ironic because we just came from a room of a bunch of we actually just came from a cocktail party but treat it like a cocktail party of people that you want to meet learn more about treat it like you would in real life and i think that you get a lot more out of it i agree and something that i think is very important and albert i know that you take a look at this very well is utilizing it a little bit for your bets as well because there's just a hundred million billion people that they throw out there their picks it doesn't take any skill to throw out there a team and then insert a number here. You could be getting it from absolutely anywhere. But what I think is more important is looking at the people that they actually go through the actual process of the bet rather than the bets itself. It's always nice to have a list of being like, oh, here are the five plays I like for the NFL this week. List goes on and on. But I think that it's really important to have just a little bit of context. It doesn't need to be like 
25 paragraphs on why you like the total and insert your just mundane college football game here. But a little bit of context, I think, goes a long way. Yeah, honestly, Greg, that's a great point. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a lifer in this, right? I'm new to gambling Twitter, hashtag gambling Twitter. I met, you know, Adam a couple of years ago. I've, I followed you for a long time, Greg. <laughs> but to be honest, I think the biggest thing, the biggest difference for successful accounts are the ones who really want to teach people how to fish. Anybody can, you know, get hot. Anybody can post a pick or two and they'll win five straight or 10 straight, whatever the case may be. But it's really about the long-term profitability. And the only way you're going to get to that is to really understand lines, really understand how to look at, you know, different uh, angles, different edges, things like that. So that's something that I prided myself is learning from other people, Greg, especially you, um, you know, college basketball, things like that. So um, I think that's the biggest difference is like you're, you're posting more than just a pick. You want to do more and you want to do better for it. Yep, and I think that this is something that I'm sure that you would agree with as well, Adam, just taking a look at things and not just really the picks itself because, I mean, honestly, if I were to be taking a look at it, if I were to be tailing, i just go off of my own picks personally. I'm not one to tail really anyone. I'm not one to fade anyone as well. But that said, if I were to take a look and people to tail slash fade, if I were doing anything, honestly, I would be fading the guys that get super, super hot because you know that it's not necessarily sustainable. And I think the big thing is looking at people and not just trying to tail them for like a day or even a week, but taking a look at the long term and taking a look at why they're picking what they are rather than just the picks themselves. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's that's absolutely true. And like, you know, I learned a lot. Like, I, I wouldn't call myself a, you know, as, as versed of a betting analyst as, as Albert, even like yourself. I, but I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from Albert. Like one of the things, that, the reason why we became like more than just Twitter friends was I asked him, well, how to, like, what do you think about when you do this? And um, we actually had this moment earlier today where we were watching the Phillies game and we both liked the over ahead of time. And then game got in, Phillies already had scored two runs. And, you know, without saying it, he was kind of coaching me into like, well, what do you think the numbers should be right now? And that's sort of a mentality that you have to think about when you're live betting what is the number that you think it should be? You should think of it the same way you should look, approach it for spread because if you think about what it's going to be, you understand where you're getting value. You understand if you're making a, a, a better bet. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of folks on Twitter that just want to get picks and do whatever. And when I, even when I put out a pick, even if it's my outlandish but probably going to do well, <laughs> appendix science, uh, Joe Burrow over interceptions pick, um, I, I kind of give I give reasons, and um, there's one person on, on Twitter I, I want to call out who does this really really well. Um, uh, Birdman, the at half bird half man. Um, he's a, a, like a, a really really good active member of the community. But what he does is he will post the metrics and the reasons for every single play that he does, and you know what he's also trying to do every time he does that is teach people like here's the things that you could look at and you can do this. It, it makes things a lot more accessible because that's the thing at the end of the day. You don't want you want to get better at betting. It's an entertainment. It's a hobby. It's it's something that's fun for you. Like you're not going to get better at it just you know having somebody tell you what to do all the time. You want to learn from it. And what I think is actually very good as well because something that I've done in terms of my handicapping is when I don't feel comfortable with a sport like I did this in terms of the KBO is I do what's called a dry test run, which is where you're going through and you're pretty much simulating exactly where you'd pick. You're taking a look at all the line movement for all the apps that you've got available and you write down, hey, I like insert team here at minus 120. You don't put down your money on it, but at the same time you track it. When you feel like you get a little bit of a grasp for it after like a week, two weeks, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, you feel like you've zoned in on where you're making money. You then put down your hard-earned dollars once you feel very comfortable. And I think that that's a very good mentality to take as well. I don't know if you agree slash disagree with this, and I'll throw this out to both of you guys on that, but I think that that is so important because the biggest thing that I see with regards to a lot of people is that they see someone saying, oh, I'm very confident in insert play here, and they just like throw 50% of their bankroll on it, and that's just not sustainable, and that can always get you in trouble because all it takes is one or two bad losses to wipe you clean. 1,000%, Greg. Um especially in the fall season right now with so many leagues going on, so many sports going on, you want to have action on, on everything. But that's, that's really what separates a good better versus uh, someone that does it professionally. So I, I love that approach where you're kind of beta testing it, trying to do a dry run first for a couple of weeks to see if you can find edges, 
because no matter what you do in terms of the numbers and the handicapping, um, it's nothing really matters unless you get results. So unless it's a it's a very definitive, very proven edge, it's not worth getting into. So I do like the approach. I like that you go, you know, a dry run or a test run, things like that. Because at the end of the day, like I said, you want to put action into everything, but you really want to just prioritize and focus on a few games every single day. And I think Albert brings up a great point as well. Just because there's 20 leagues going on, it doesn't mean that you have to have, to have action on it. Just because someone you follow is betting, like, Tennis, for example, doesn't mean that if you haven't watched a tennis match in your life that you need to be putting down money on tennis. And I think that that's very important, working smarter, not harder, doing a good job of specializing in one or two leagues rather than being mediocre in seven, I think is something that would be very important and something that it's not so sexy to do because everyone wants to have action on everything. But I think that that is something that is very useful to take a look at. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it, it's otherwise you, you just boil the ocean. And, and you're just not going to get really far. And I, I think um, I think this came up in a conversation we had earlier this evening. Like, there's a couple sports that I'm I know I'm very good at. Like, I, I'm very good at hockey. Um, and I, you know, like everyone, I'm good at NFL. Everyone's good at NFL. <laughs> um, but you know, I, you know, Greg, I look to you on, on college basketball and, and certain things. But sometimes what I do is each season I try to use each year. My challenge myself is try to find a different sport that I'm going to get a little bit more into and learn a more a little more about. This year I wanted to do that for soccer. Um, and now I watch a lot more soccer. I watch a lot more Champions League. I had a really good afternoon. Uh, Albert Gattes had a great afternoon on, on Champions League because there's just stuff that I'm learning. But it's you can't do everything. Um, and uh, you know, I know I think it's about knowing where you want to challenge yourself, where you want to do more, and that's absolutely. And how you can do that. I think that we're going to pick this up on the other side with you two gentlemen right here on Vison, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including John Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Adam Rosenberg, does great work over at the Better Collective, and then We've got Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper. And Adam, I know you were touching upon this a little bit earlier, but I know you've been trying to find new sports to be able to dive into. And something that I know that you've been doing a good job on and something that I've been following for you as well is interception props, something that I'm getting into a little bit as well. So take me through it because (laughs) you told me that you've got a little bit of something that you take a look at that has been able to help you out with these. So first of all, I need to give a a massive shout out to last year. I got really interception props because of uh, Mr. Matthew Stafford. But, um, uh, so I just started noticing it's actually Matt Stafford and it was Patrick Mahomes and it was, uh, they were basically getting plus money all the time and it shouldn't have been happening. The way that I look at interception props is I try to look, yes, at a person who's throwing a lot of them, but I look at, um, the, like, where am I getting folks that are getting even or plus money and then kind of reverse engineer it from there. And sometimes it's actually taking the opposite approach where if everybody is saying that somebody is going to throw an interception, then why not see if this person will not do it? I mean, at the end of the day, you, you generally don't want to bet a juiced interception prop, but some of these are just sort of situational. Um, some of these are kind of following the quarterbacks and knowing that um, something's kind of might not be right with them, as we've kind of alluded to with, with Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, last night there was, uh, I believe, the, uh, you know, 99, you know, one of the books, like 99% of uh, some handle was on Derek Carr to throw an interception because um, – Visiting quarterbacks have thrown interceptions uh, like on primetime games, I think like 11 out of 15 times, but actually it obviously didn't cash. And um, towards the end, it got moved so much that it actually became more valuable to the other side. I look specifically at defensive matchups um, and just kind of what the game script's going to be. Because if someone's going to be throwing the ball, um, especially or they're going to be playing from behind, these things are going to happen. Uh, and if you want to get really spicy, you can sometimes double it with a defensive touchdown, which is nice. a lot of fun because, again, Matthew Stafford has led the league in pick sixes for the last <laughs> couple seasons. I hate to pick on him, 
Uh, he's been really great for the bank account, but uh, it, it's it's picking your spots, uh, and it's also just a you know people bet touchdowns, people do different things. I think that's a real fun one. Obviously, I have a, a really good one that I do with, with Joe Burrow that is based on zany reasons. Um, uh, for those at home that don't know, I have picked Joe Burrow to, to have more than 11 interceptions specifically because he had his appendix taken out. The last quarterback to appear in the Super Bowl and have their appendix taken out was Ben Roethlisberger. He had a career high 23 interceptions that year. That is my science. So, uh, but anyway, there, it's a fun prop to look at. And, um, you know, I, every week it's kind of, uh, something that I look at for uh, on the plus money side. And we were talking a lot last segment about gauging gambling Twitter and just what you're able to make out of it. And something that I'm sure you guys will both agree with, you take a look at someone's picks and you know what you're going to find in a lot of these player props, overs and yeses. What you don't find a lot of is, oh, I'm going to take so-and-so under their rushing prop. I'm going to take so-and-so to not throw an interception. And I do think that being able to utilize that could actually give you a little bit of an edge, taking a look at so many of these and being like, well, everyone in the world is thinking that player X is going to be going over his props. And typically when that happens, the number, it goes up a little bit because a lot of people are betting it. Books are taking action on it. Books, they know that a lot of people are going to take the over rather than the under. And I think that that could be an approach that you take if something is just being backed by the world and a half, take the other side. Yeah, I agree. I think that the issue, I, I actually don't think it's an issue, and we haven't really talked about this, Adam, but I think it's the mindset of daily fantasy sports as well as fantasy sports, yeah. right? Everyone's looking at the over, everyone's looking at certain superstars that they think that is, you know, that will be successful in the game, and what's what's being lacked or the, the reason why they're not really hitting as often is because they're not really focused on the game script. Um, a lot of these football games, especially in the NFL, you can really research what the team is going to do depending on who they're playing, how they're going to adjust at halftime. So you have to really uh, dive into the game script. You know, like Josh Jacobs, for example, he tore up this past weekend. He's been on a tear. He's uh, in his contract year. So those are guys that you need to focus on. But at the same time, you know the books are going to adjust. So you have to see if that number is still right. But I agree with you, Greg. If you look at my handicapping, especially when I'm posting on Twitter, I'm actually liking the unders on most of these And anyways. That Josh Jacobs one was like a really interesting one because that didn't really go with what you would think the game script would be because you had a high spread, you had a long spread. So basically you're, you're indicating the Raiders are going to be playing from behind at least a touchdown. Yeah. And you had a massive game. The, the, you had a massive game, obviously, from Devontae Adams, but you also had a massive game from Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I completely agree. I think it's you wait till sometimes you, you want to wait. Like the Derek Carr interception is a great example. Wait till the end when everyone has pushed this up. And then that is where the extreme is on the one side, and then take the under. That was plus money on the under for the, uh, Derek Carr interception, and that cashed for a lot of people who said, no, he's not going to have one. Absolutely. I think that that's something very good to take a look at. And if you did take unders as well, you've got built in just something that I don't think a lot of people think of. Like 8% of guys in the NFL don't even finish the game because they go out due to an injury. So yeah. that right there just gives you a little bit of value on the under just inherently. So. I always think that that is important to take a look at. And you know what? We've got to take a look at something because you, Albert, has a have a Dallas Cowboys shirt on, and this is going to be a spicy game for this Sunday as we've got the Cowboys and the Eagles. Eagles between a 4.5 and a, a five-point favorite. Total anywhere between 42 and 42.5. And Albert, you are wearing the Cowboys shirt. I will give you the floor. Where do you stand on this game? All right, so I will caveat this by saying – you know, all my fans, all my f- friends and family back in Dallas, I am sorry. But I think it's going to be an Eagles blowout, especially in the first half. The Eagles are one of the best first half teams in the league. I think a lot of that is because of Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts really does give a shock value when it comes to the defense. They don't realize how quick he is, how athletic he is, and he's becoming very, very accurate as a passer. So I think it takes a defense three or four drives before they can adjust. I think that's why the Eagles really come out on top, especially in that first half. And then if you look at the Cowboys' offense, they've been struggling. I know they've covered, I think, you know, four straight games now, uh, but they only average 18 points on offense. The spot here is also an Eagles spot. Head-to-head, I think the Cowboys are 7-3 and three against the spread head-to-head. So this is a great spot for the Eagles to kind of just – um, you know, show the NFL they are the best team in the NFC, maybe in the entire league, and it's a go- home game for the Philadelphia 76ers. So with all that being said, I think it's a great spot for Philly. The Cowboys have been covering, and they've been playing really well as underdogs, but this is a d- different beast going into Philadelphia. 
I do think that this is going to be a fascinating game. I have yet to make up my mind on it personally. And with the total being so low, I would almost, I don't know if you agree slash disagree with this, Adam. I think a lower scoring game makes it more likely that the Cowboys cover. Meanwhile, if you like the over, you probably like the Eagles a little bit more in this spot. Generally speaking, yes. Um, I, you know, but this Eagles defense has been phenomenal. The one thing that the Cowboys have been able to actually do well on offense is uh, they've gotten some of their their rushes to, together. They've they've actually been able to to make that work. Um, the Eagles obviously having a, a pretty solid uh, you know top five rushing defense. I um you know my initial reads and this is also you know being a lifelong Eagles fan was <laughs> you know this is this probably is going to be one of those Eagles win don't cover um, type of situations. Uh, you know it's an actual test for both teams. But then I, I dove a little bit more into it and uh, you know we have this cool thing at at action that's like a luck index and it basically sorts of sort of looks at what could a team have done versus what they did do and it takes into account a lot of plays that are flukes and things like that if you look at dallas in their last game they got spotted 10 points in the beginning because they had a, a blocked you know block punt and a scoop fumble these are sort of plays that don't happen all the time for for games the eagles the way that they're playing they're they're, they're running a great offense consistently that's something that the that dallas hasn't been doing since game one i mean cooper rush has been a fantastic game manager and want to give him credit getting four straight wins like this is incredible i don't think any other quarterback has had four wins and four covers in a row um uh when they've done that i think they're these four now in that sense but um look this spot for the eagles they're about to go into their bye um there's probably a good chance that there's going to be guys that they're going to rest um uh, you know, Jordan Mailata, their left tackle is hurt. Um, Slay's been banged up a little bit. I don't really expect Jake Elliott's going to play this weekend. There's no reason to rush these guys going into the bye. But this Eagles team is both special, it's talented, and has such a good rotation of defensive players that are all young that I think that's going to give this – this Cowboys line is overperforming, and we've seen that. We, you know, we were worried about them all season. Um, I, who, I believe they brought – you know, they, they, they bring guys out of retirement um, yeah. to, to do this. It's it's a very good spot for the Eagles going into this bye. It's a really good test for both teams, but this game could easily be Eagles twenty three, Cowboys seven, and both and that would fit with how the game script works for both these teams, where the Eagles get up ahead in the first half fourteen to seven, and then they never look back. I think that it's going to be a tremendous game, and let me tell you, this primetime game certainly better than what we're going to be getting on Thursday between Chicago and Washington. But the best thing that we're getting this week. The, you two guys in studio, Adam, you do a better, you do a great job at Better Collective. Albert, you are the analytics capper, my friend. Thank you both for joining me in studio. And to wrap things up here on the Greg Peterson Experience Decks, giving you guys my DK Nation pick for the Diamond on Wednesday here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts.
if you dare. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Lace up your skates with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. This is your home for all the latest lines, boosts, and odds all season long as the action has now begun in the NHL. And every Tuesday, you get Tuesday first goal insurance. Their promo over there at BetRivers.com and on the BetRivers app every single Tuesday. Place a first goal scorer wager anytime on any game. It's a whole new game as we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Albert Wynn. You know him better as analytics capper. And then we also had Adam Rosenberg. He's over there at Better Collective as an analyst for them. Just absolutely amazing stuff for them. Some great tips as well for those of you guys that you like taking a look at some picks on hashtag gambling Twitter. Some of you guys that are looking to just maybe bust through with a little bit of a new sport. That was just 30 minutes of really good information in general. And I think that that's always important to do because everyone loves picks. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And try to deliver as many on this show as humanly possible. Trying to get set for an upcoming college basketball season. So that way, all winter long, I got you guys covered with everything from Duke, North Carolina to like Stephen F. Austin versus... Sam Houston State, things of that nature. So we're doing our best with that, but always nice to be able to get some of the basics, be able to learn how to fish rather than just giving away the fish as well because both are very important, and that was a great conversation with those two. So a big thanks to them. A little bit of a programming note. This is the last segment of the Greg Peterson Experience, so if you're listening live, you're going to be getting a replay of this show if you are listening uh, to a replay. 4 a.m. Pacific time, 7 a.m. Eastern. Follow the money. Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, they've got you guys covered, and I'm sure that they're going to have a lot of reaction to what we saw in baseball on Tuesday. They're going to be taking a look forward to what we're all going to be getting this week in football in general. So let's give you guys, to close things up, my DK Nation pick on the MLB card for this Wednesday. Now we're starting to get more set lines in terms of Dodgers versus Padres. If we get done with this soon enough, I'll give you guys a little bit of an update there. 931-932 on the betting board, the Philadelphia Phillies. They are on the road. They're facing off against the Atlanta Braves. This is a man that's looking to be Mr. Wright, Kyle Wright. He goes for Atlanta, and Zach Wheeler is on the bump for Philadelphia. This opened up with the Atlanta Braves being a minus-125 favorite. Most places have moved this up to between minus 130 to a minus 133. Meanwhile, between plus 110 and plus 123. Your number on Philadelphia was seven being the total with some pretty big juice to the over. And when it comes to this one, I do like this total over, but the write-up is going to be on the Atlanta Braves. I was want to lay more like a minus 144, minus 145-ish with them. With the Atlanta Braves, I do think that they're going to be able to get up off the mat and they are going to be able to win this game because Kyle Wright... He has been Mr. Wins for the team all season long. He led the MLB in terms of total wins during the regular season with 21. And the Atlanta Braves, they have lost twice in his starts since the beginning of the month of June. That is 20 starts in total. They are 18-2 and two in that span. And if you want to narrow it down a little bit more, 16-1 and one in his last 17 starts. Wright has allowed two runs or fewer in nine of his last 11 of them. So he has been able to do a tremendous job on that front. And then he has allowed three runs of fear and 15 out of his 17 home starts overall this season. So he has been rock solid when he has been in Atlanta. And for Kyle or, and for Zach Wheeler, it's been the exact opposite for him in that the road has really been giving him some woes. Now, I will say for Zach Wheeler, he's been able to do a solid job against Atlanta and vice versa for Kyle Wright against the Philadelphia Phillies. Both of these guys have made three starts against the opponent this season. Both guys have given up six runs between 19 and 20 innings pitch for both of these guys. So both have been able to match up fairly well. Wheeler, though, he's got a 384 road area compared to a buck 85 ERA at home. His home runs per nine rate goes up by over 50% when he is on the road as well. So that is a little bit of an issue for him, giving up right around one home run per nine innings. Meanwhile, it's more like a half home run per nine innings when he is at home. So something to watch out for. But what I really think is a difference maker, because I do think that both of these pitchers, they are relatively equal in terms of these starters. The bullpen is a big issue for the Philadelphia Phillies. So they were only able to get three and a third innings out of Ranger Suarez. And when the Atlanta Braves, they themselves only got three and a third innings out of Max Free, but for the Braves, they were able to save a few more of their relievers, Rossio Iglesias, 
someone who has a sub one ERA since he came over to Atlanta. He is going to be available in this game. AJ Minter is someone that's going to be available as well. That is really going to be able to help them out. Meanwhile, for the Philadelphia Phillies, dead last in terms of ERA in the National League since the All-Star break. They did have to use up right hand in the game on Tuesday. They should have a few guys still available. David Robertson is someone that you're able to rely upon. I'll say Alvarado has been okay, but he got used up on Tuesday as well. So there are a few guys that, well, you probably don't want to be messing around with too much. I would have to think that Bailey Falter, he is going to be a little bit more of a long guy for this team, and that's not necessarily a place where you want to be. Meanwhile, for the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies, they both have explosive offenses, but the Atlanta Braves, they're able to explode, explode all the more. They lead the National League in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. They've been able to average right around 1.5 per contest, and just a very fearsome lineup in general. As you've got guys like Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, William Contreras, Travis Darno, all these guys sitting between about a 268 to 280. Riley has been able to slug out 38 home runs. Danzy Swanson sitting right around 270. He's been able to slug out 25 plus home runs himself. And then Matt Olson. It's been a little bit of a tough year for him in terms of hitting for average, hitting about a 240 overall for the season. But including the game that we saw on Tuesday in his last 10 games played, he's got seven home runs. He has been doing a tremendous job of being able to supply the boom for the Atlanta Braves. Hakeem Marcelo Zuna had over 20 home runs during the regular season. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, you have seen quite a few of these guys round into form as Bryson Stott hitting at 275 since the All-Star break. JT Riumito has been legitimately the best-hitting catcher since the beginning of the month of July, hitting about a 300. That has been solid. Alec Boehm is able to move the line. And then you do have Kyle Schwarber, a little bit of a feast or famine guy, hitting about a 215 overall for the season. But second in the league in home runs with 46 of them in total. So I do think that the Phillies, they are going to be able to supply some runs. I do like this total over as I think that this is just a little bit too low in this ordeal, even though Kyle Wright has been able to get all of those wins. He does, in this time span of his last 17 starts, have an ERA that's a little bit over three, and overall for the year, it's right around a 330. He has been better at home than he has been on the road. It's more like a 285 home ERA compared to a 365 ERA on the road, and giving up about .8 home runs for nine innings, so he has been better in Atlanta than he has been on the road, but... I do think that the Phillies are going to be able to scratch across a few runs and the bullpen used from yesterday. I do think it's going to linger into today. So I do think that there's going to be fewer things that you're able to bank on on that front. So I do think that that is going to allow for the runs to pour in. I like this total over. DK Nation write-up is going to be on this money line, though. I do think that Atlanta evens up this series. And then when you go to Philadelphia, all tied up one-to-one. So DK Nation write-up, it is on the Atlanta Braves on the money line as we look for three in a row. And we are going to be taking this total over as well. Even if it gets to a 7.5, seeing mostly 7s out there, but the heavy juice is on the over. At a 7.5, I still do like this over as well. And then the other game that we're going to be seeing for Wednesday, and we now have a little bit more stable numbers for this one. 9.33, 9.34 on the board. It is the San Diego Padres. They're on the road. They're facing off against the LA Dodgers as it is Clayton Kershaw going for the Dodgers. And Hugh Darvish, he is on the bump for San Diego. Mostly seeing 7.5 totals on this one. I'm seeing a stray 7, but... The 7 that I'm seeing at DraftKings, that does have juice of a minus 125 to the over. Meanwhile, with the Dodgers, they're between minus 180 to minus 190 on the money line. I was seeing before the Padres were more around about a plus 170 to a plus 172. That's dried up just a little bit. Now they're between about a plus 160 to a plus 165, but this is still enough value for me to advocate for the San Diego Padres. I felt like pretty much anything of a plus 148 or greater should be a look for the San Diego Padres. You Darvish has been tremendous when he has been on the road recently. Overall, for his tenure with the San Diego Padres, not as terrific. 360 road area compared to an ERA. That's a little bit more than a point lower when he is at home, but three runs allowed in his last five road starts. That includes the gem that he threw against the New York Metropolitans. This guy has been money. Meanwhile, for Clayton Kershaw, he's actually been giving up more home runs at home rather than on the road over the last, we're going to call it two and a half or so years. With Clayton Kershaw, very good year from nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings, 230 ERA. I do think that he's going to be able to do a solid job, but the Padres, they were able to build a little bit of momentum towards back half of that game on Tuesday, being able to scratch across three runs, being able to get Uli Urias on the game a little bit earlier than expected, so they were able to get to that bullpen. Now, the one thing that you're able to feel good about with the LA Dodgers, it is that this is a bullpen that it is still very deep, and they don't have Craig Kimbrell. I actually think that that's a massive upgrade for the team. Instead, they got Blake Tryon coming off of the injured list. So I do think that you are going to see 
a few runs in this game. When it comes to this total, I do think that you want to take a look at how this moves because I did set my total in the middle of a 7 and a 7.5. I set it at 7.3, mostly seeing 7.5s, and I don't have access to DraftKings out here in lovely Las Vegas, so all I've got access to is a 7.5, and at that number, I'm looking at an under at a 7. I'd be looking a little bit more at the over, but getting north of a plus 150, I'm willing to take a shot here on the San Diego Padres, and I always like taking the shots on our pro tips because I do think that there's a lot of helpful information. Visa.com slash subscribe to get access to all of our pro tips. And we mentioned this one a little bit earlier, but it does feel like with college football, when it comes to preseason rankings, they are slower to move. And, well, you can find a lot of value fading some of the teams that they come into the preseason relatively hyped up because the numbers, they just seem a little bit stagnant. People are a little bit more stingy to adjust throughout the college football season rather than other sports. And coming next, something that we're not sending you about here at VEASAN is great content. Follow the money. That comes your way 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern, 4 o'clock a.m. Pacific. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right disorder. So you can find the right disorder. So you can find the right disorder. So you can... Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.